Welcome to Speak It On. This program is designed for the edification and entertainment of the listeners and not designed to be representative of a church, nonprofit organization, or denomination. Opinions expressed are solely those of the host. When I was in college, I was in the choir and thank God it was a choir scholarship that actually helped me pay for my college and uh, it was fantastic blessing to me during that time in that choir we sang a song called Simple Gifts and uh, this is actually what they call a shaker song it was written uh, according to the record by a guy by the name of Elder Joseph in a community in Alfred, Maine, a shaker community. And if you don't know what a shaker is, that's an interesting study in and of itself. But very conservative group. Uh, I'm not going to say like Mendonite, but but really kind of basic. The song itself said this, "'Tis a gift to be simple, "'tis a gift to be free, "'tis a gift to come down where we ought to be, "'and when we find ourselves in the place just right, "'twill be in the valley of love and delight. "'When true simplicity is gained, "'to bow and to bend we shan't be ashamed. "'To turn, turn will be our delight, "'till by turning, turning, we come round right. That's it. It's the whole song. Now, what's fascinating to me, this is a dance song, by the way. Uh, they danced to it. Wow, they're Christians who dance. Imagine. But the deal is, the thing that I loved about it was that this exemplifies the music and the, the kind of core teaching that is in a lot of the older songs. Then I wish we could take some of that and put it to modern music, to the music we have now, and uh, work it where we teach kind of some of this thing, some of these really, really good ideas. So here's the thing, though. It's a gift to be simple. It really is a gift to be simple. This world is completely complicated. And you can use the word simple. You can use the word focused. But, but what got me thinking about this is um, there's a group, and you can look them up on the Internet, called the Minimalists. Okay, And these guys, there was basically two core, core guys. There's more, but two core guys that I... And it's, there's a documentary on the Minimalists that uh, they had these corporate jobs and they had all this stuff. And they said to themselves, and this wasn't any church influence on them, they just did it all, you know, kind of came to a conclusion. And they said, you know, we don't need all this stuff. We're not going to use it. It doesn't help us. It's not really, I mean, we're just maintaining it. So they got rid of like 80 to 90% of their possessions. They minimalized and kept it that way. 
Now, at this point, you might maybe think, wow, that sounds crazy. Um, but they also talked about how much happier they were when they kind of downloaded and got rid of some of this stuff. Because everything that we have materially, per se, that's not useful to us, really is just something that's kind of a burden. Now, let's take that idea and let's take it into the Bible arena. All right? So, when we take that into the Bible, the word simple comes up in the Old Testament and the New Testament. Surprisingly, there's really not a, not a ton of verses. Uh, if you use the King James Concordance, it's like 20 occurrences of the actual word simple. Now, in the Old Testament, the word simple is, uh, is actually the word uh, pethi, pethi, the Hebrew word pethi. And it actually kind of has, like most Hebrew words, has kind of more than one element of meaning. It means simple. It means open. But it can also mean foolish. Uh, The root of the word comes from uh, patha, which is a word that means, a Hebrew word that means to open. Or to be roomy. Or to be uh, to be open in some ways, to be persuadable. <laughs> okay. Now, as you can see, um, there's an old saying that says you you can be so open-minded your brain falls out. That's kind of where this goes, and it's interesting that that one word is used in several different kind of nuances in the Old Testament. For example. In Psalm uh, 116, verse 6, it says, The Lord preserveth the simple. I was brought low, and he helped me. So, in this sense, if you're open-minded to God, he preserves you. And in this situation, of course, this, this writer says, He was brought low, which means... He had some bad things happen, and then God was there for him, and that's great. And he was open-minded enough to see that he needed the help and see that God was helping. Now, the there's an, another way though in Proverbs that it says. Uh, <laughs> It says this, he uses it in a different kind of way. It says, uh, Proverbs uh, 1, verse 22. It says, How long, ye simple ones, will ye, will, will ye love simplicity? And the scorners delight in their scorning, and the fools hate knowledge. In this situation, they're really talking about foolishness, silliness. In fact, silliness is a term that can be attached to that in the Old Testament. Now, in the New Testament, it's kind of, it's not completely different, but a little different. In that, 
there's a word, akakos, which means harmless and free of guilt. Harmless and free of guilt. One example of that, if you look in Romans 16, 19, So Paul's talking and he says, For your obedience is come abroad unto all men. I'm glad therefore on your behalf, but yet I would have you wise unto that which is good and simple concerning evil. Now, in this situation, he's saying simple is a term for innocent. Simple is a term really that's focused on innocence. So it's interesting. So in the Bible, simple can be naive, which means, yeah, you're innocent, but you're innocent to the point of being so silly or that someone can come up and give you uh, some weird information and you and you're so and you're open-minded to the wrong kind of stuff and then all of a sudden you inherit you you say oh yeah i believe that and it's wrong so let's kind of turn this like that shaker hymn says let's turn this turn this back around and go back where we were coming from it is a gift to be simple but how can we do that now You've heard me say a million times on these podcasts to focus on the three cores, three pillars on you know three legs on the stool that hold that hold up the the Christian, and that's prayer, Bible study, and outreach. I try to simplify my life that way, but here's here's a way I want to suggest. I want to suggest that you simplify. Look at the doctrines you got in your in your in your head, in what you were taught, and I'm not saying reject them all. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying look at them in the light of the Bible. What verses? Start looking at what you really really believe. And start scaling that down. Now, honestly, I think, uh, in spite of the fact that, uh, in in general, the Jews don't hold to Jesus being the Messiah, uh, they have learned, in some respects, to simplify. And the only reason I say that is because there's four denominations of Judaism. There's Two hundred and eighty thousand, or like actually twenty eight hundred, or something like that. Lost track of denominations of Christianity. We are way blooming complicated. So, here's what I'm saying: beyond your denomination, because I've had to do this. Beyond your denomination, look at what you're being taught, and get into the Bible, and see where it's coming from understand 
what it is you believe. Understand what it is you believe. You know, you don't have to read books from William Lane Craig, the great Christian apologist philosopher, who, be honest, I mean, it, it, when I read some of the stuff uh, he's written, it, it, whoa, um, it's like, uh, and he's smart, way, way, way smart. The issue is, uh, some of it, I'm, I'm wondering if it's even English because it's so complicated. But here's the thing. Get into the Bible and find out where some of these doctrines that you have held, or that you do hold, where they are, where they come from. Know what you know. And anything that's non-biblical, extra-biblical, that may be something that you need to reevaluate and in your own life refocus on something core. You know, when you're working out, I mean, and physically, I mean, in, in a gym, everybody talks about the core. You have to do your core work. Because if your core isn't strong, you, you have a real hard time working out everything else. And your core is usually your center, your gut, your, your torso, you know, as far as that goes. Well, the core of your faith really stems from what you believe. Prayer, Bible study, outreach. What are you doing in those areas? And simplify that way. A lot of times we take on extra stuff because of friends and family and where we're at and we learn extra stuff and we learn a whole lot of stuff that may not be biblical and we use it or we do it just because. And I'm not saying that it doesn't that some of it doesn't have some real good value. Let me give you an example. In some denominations, Christian denominations, they they do what you call extemporaneous praying. In other words, brother so and so will get up at the microphone and he'll start or she'll start praying just right off the top of their head, whatever comes to their heart, which can last for thirty minutes, depending on if the person's not in touch with what's going on in the service. God bless them. I love those people, but wow. Okay, so here's the thing. And then there are other traditions, church traditions, denominations, that read prayers. And they get, of course, slammed because, oh, well, they're reading the prayer. You know, that's just rote. Well, I've read some of those prayers. They're really great. They really, really, really speak to some things that I feel. So I don't think written prayers are a bad thing, even though I am not a liturgical person. So here's the thing, though. I mean, the Psalms basically are songs, but they're also prayers. You know, the Lord's, what we call the Lord's Prayer, which is really the disciples' prayer, people read that. So 
here's the here's the thing though know why you believe what you believe know why you do what you do if you don't get a doctrine that's running around run that thing to ground and by that I mean trace it back to where it came from who said that why did they even know what they were talking about I mean really as crazy as that sounds there's a lot of doctrines flying around Sometimes that people, you know, are just oh yeah yeah yeah, and you and you, you go back and you and you find out oh wait a minute this person is like I don't agree with that at all. So anyway, simplify because yes, it is a gift to be simple. Anything you can do in your life, whether spiritually mentally physically to simplify and that doesn't mean less complicated that means sometimes that means <laughs> simplify then that can help deal with stress a lot of times everything begins with very basic things. I mean, algebra begins with math. And calculus begins with that. So there's building blocks. But get back to the base, to the core. Simplify. And see if that doesn't help. See if that doesn't relieve your spirit and give you some uh, some sense and God's push is for you to be innocent to evil open-minded to him which is good innocent to the garbage that 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 comes on you know internet TV everything else and open to the word and as always I want to encourage you to keep on keep it on. Thank you for listening to this edition of Speak It On. And as always, don't be afraid to speak the word in boldness and truth. And may God bless all of your efforts.